Hi, this is Victoria Miracle and Purposeful Woman Podcast. My goal for this podcast is to bring you the best information from the brightest woman in the world. Let's go. Hi, and welcome back to today's episode. And today we have Terry Lynn Yankee. She is the founder and CEO of Eventful Advantage LLC, a premier business event service company known as a biz event wizard plus experienced visionary. Terry Lynn draws from her MBA in marketing and 20 years of executive level corporate experience to help business owners get the results that they want while creating memorable experiences for their attendees. Hi and welcome, Terry. Hi, Victoria. It's so nice to be here with you and being able to participate with you today. Oh, so, so, so good to have you here on the show with us. I would love to start with hearing your story and how, well, 20 years in MBA and marketing, it's amazing. And how do you get in the events? How, what, what, what is your story? So it's an interesting story, Victoria. It kind of found me. And so I had, like you mentioned, a really nice, successful career actually as an apparel executive. And it was when I moved to Dallas that I was in my big job and I didn't know anyone. And it was, you know, it was a time in my life where I was recently divorced. I'm a recent empty nester. So I found Meetup and I, and I just, I started creating selfishly events so that I could just, you know, meet people and be able to go to places that I wouldn't have to go alone. And in a very short time, and this is while I was working, my group grew to 3000 people and I was doing events and they got bigger and they got bigger. And at my company I was at, someone came in and purchased it and they downsized. And it was at a time, and I found out when just looking for a new job, I was no longer passionate about it. So I went to my friends and I said, hey, I think it's time to start my own company, but I don't know what that is. And they just looked at me strange and they go, Terry, you do events. And I go, yes, I do events. And oh my gosh, you know, and thinking back upon it, I've been doing events my whole life. I've been doing it as from a little girl. I did it within my job, you know, in my apparel executive job. I did it to build my business. And so with that experience, I found I could just be so helpful to my clients in strategically putting together business events. But I also knew that I've gone to so many darn bad events that I wanted to make sure and create the right experience. And so I did a lot of studies which led into neuroscience in using of all five senses. And that is what I bring in addition to strategically building an event to get what the results are, is creating that right environment so their attendees will want to do business with them. And so I kind of put it all together and formed my company. And so, yeah, so I, I, it's something I'm passionate about and I really enjoy doing. And, and so it's really great that I get to speak to it about it to, to, with you today. That is so awesome. And um, you combine, I guess, marketing and neuroscience of 
uh, psychology on how why people will want to be at the event and stay and be engaged. I think it's it's a really interesting. I've never heard somebody merging them two. So what are the common mistakes that people make when they are organizing their events and like where do you see the falling short? The most common one I see right now is not giving enough time. You know, there's kind of an overabundance due to, you know, the people being only able to do online events. And so there was before a combination and now it will continue that way. There will be a combination of live and, and online events. But, but because so many people who are never in the space before can push a button and kind of start an event, they're not giving enough time. And so people are, 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 are not able to attend everything. And so you need to give notice so that they're able to put it down, you know, put it on their calendars. And so they will attend your event versus someone else's event. And then the other thing is not creating the experience online, you know, it's easy to do in person, but online, the taste and the smell senses don't really come across too well. And so what can you do to kind of bring them into an online event? And so you can use, you know, have people just bring it to the event. You could have them sense something. And so something to just complete the experience to make it a little bit more interactive and engaging and stimulate all those senses, even when it's online. Mm, that is so cool. What are the other like common mistakes? Not giving enough time. Let's say, yeah, yeah let's speak about online events. Yeah, well, you know, you do events, so you know what goes into an event, but a lot of people don't know what all goes in the event, and they think it's pretty quick to whip one up, but it takes a lot of time. You're smiling there, I can tell, because I know that you you know this, that it takes more time than anyone ever can think, and so just giving this that whole enough time to be able to do all the pieces and all the parts because it's not just the event you have to get the right attendees there you have to have the right communication plan and so it there's a whole lot more and then you have to get the presenters and who is going to be at your event you know and so it's like a moving puzzle and so many people come to me for rescues. They're kind of like they're into their event and all of a sudden they thought they had enough time and they don't. And now everything is like has to be done at once and corners need to be cut. And when you cut corners, that just means there's going to be less attendees. There's going to be, you know, less people seeing what you've worked so hard to do. And so I just really I try to work with my clients to say, hey, you know, give yourself more time. And then I kind of do a work backward type of thing. It's kind of like the event is here and what all needs to be done and come up with an action time and action calendar working backwards and that way sometimes you think oh i have some time um, but really you need to kind of do it earlier so you have more time for other stuff mm, that is so important and i've been just thinking you know all these events and like I organized events, different summits and did one day and three day and five days and seven days that, you know, it's so it's many different ways. Mm -hmm. And what would you recommend? Like, what is the best length of the event? Because I know you get uh, like the event fatigue, like you go to one, <laughs> one to another one. And what is your recommendation and why? Yeah, so events, to your point, the shorter, the better. 
in what you know to the point that you can get to the point you know i know in your event you're structuring it part of the event being where you could do it on your own time if you you know so that adds in some extra flexibility for people and people like that you know just everything in short segments and so the speakers need to not speak as long or the, and they have to be more interactive and they keep it in shorter segments and kind of break it up you know so whenever i'm doing anything that's over like a couple, like an hour and a half, I give a break, have some stretching, build in yoga, do different things to make you get off your butt. <laughs> and so that you can keep, you know, more attention on what is going on. Because when you are attending online, most likely you're in an environment where you could pull your phone, you could still go online, you might have a child or a dog or a pet, there's other, there's other things going on. And so you have to keep their attention and it's hard to do so for a long time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, even myself attending events online, I catch that if I get bored and I click out of the event, just like to... Uh, do a call or like throughout the day and it's I'm not so engaged I will not come back that day like I will feel already that I'm like it's like easy without it that I will not even go back even for information and that's why it's so important to keep it engaged as you said it's like you get mm -hmm. to keep engaged people otherwise like yeah you click out you just click out probably you know you're not gonna like go back Mm -hmm. to the event at the same day maybe if it's a tomorrow continuing you will come tomorrow but that's why it's so important to keep them engaged so what are the ways you said yoga what are the other ways to keep people engaged on the event well, yeah in addition to wellness type of things you know most presenters will have some kind of they're giving they have some gift and so building up what that gift will be but then taking it even a step beyond that and say, hey, you're going to want to come back after our lunch break because we have prizes. And who doesn't like free stuff? And so, you know, it's a lure to get them to come back. Like you said, you know, if, if you are bored and you tune out, you're probably not coming back. But if you know there's a chance to win a really juicy prize, you might. And so, you know, so different things in different ways. The other thing is, you know, providing kind of worksheets and workbooks so that people are actually actively kind of taking notes and filling it in and kind of participating. And then the speakers using the chat, you know, using the different tools of whatever event platform you are using. And so you might, they might say, hey, you know, they have a a speaker that goes put this in the chat and so you're actively kind of participating with them and that helps keep people from picking up their phone or turning off because they're typing into the chat and, and it's kind of interactive and they're engaging and that's the way to keep them and so those are some different techniques you can come up with icebreakers and games and entertainment i recently used a comedian a mixologist a musician and so bringing in those kind of elements that are, are kind of like a surprise and and who doesn't want to laugh more you know the comedian was a really big hit and so you know just and it could be around the topic of that to fit into whatever your event topic is and kind of poke fun at it and or have a little fun with it so those are some other creative ways 
No, this is, that is cool. I love being in the chat and texting and feeling like I'm belonging in the group when attending an event. Mm -hmm. Such a great. Yeah. Yeah. And then that's what people want. They want to feel that sense of belonging. And, and sometimes there are just some different, you know, apps and different kind of programs that you can use where they might be here, but they're playing a game also on their phone and with the event, you know, so it's so what good thing about that is it pre prevents them from doing other things on their phone that they might be doing, you know, if they're not paying that much attention. Yeah, I know also some people do breakout rooms and they'll give you some exercises. So you pretty engage because you're interacting with the other human. You're like, yes, hi. Like, yeah, I, I get to turn on my camera now. I get to be here. And that that's also brings you down to reality and not being distracted so much. Yes, breakout rooms are actually the number one thing that people like in going to online events, you know, so I mean, th there is that sense of connection then. And so they're able to actually talk to your point, you know, if there is a speaker, what are your action points? So it helps, you know, what they just heard, you know, sink in and, and kind of talk to other people, which then even just talking about it makes it more real. And, and actually, when they talk about it, it might be actually something they will do then, other than just listening, you know, so you're talking about it. And people just love connecting, you know, and, and we don't have enough connection right now. So it's really great when you can go into a small group where you feel comfortable and you all can talk. And then you can take it up after the event where you can connect further. And maybe if you really like someone, you could have, you know, schedule a one-on-one -on -one kind of meeting and take that connection even further and so that is awesome so let's speak about bad events <laughs> what about the you know bad experiences like what can cause <laughs> create a bad experience for people welcome to our 10 seconds break where i am your host victoria would love to invite you subscribe to our new youtube channel that will help our algorithms and you can watch all of the episodes too so search for victoria miracle and or go to the description and find our episode page and there you can also click on the youtube video and it'll take you to our channel so thank you and now we're gonna go back to our guests yes yes and and so you know, having an event is such a great way to build your business. And you know, you put all the effort in to get the attendees there, you have a lot of great content. But if you have a bad experience, it's worse than having doing the event at all. It's kind of worse for you. You know how people share about bad things, but they don't as much share about good things. It's one of those type of things. So it'll just people will not want to do business with you they will kind of, it will give a bad taste in your mouth and they won't come back again. And so those are the things that happen from a bad experience. And that's why I think experiences are so important and why you want to make them feel that they belong, that they're loved upon, that they're given all these things, that they're special and that you touch upon all those senses because that creates memories. You want, if you're going to spend the money to do an event, you want to be remembered. But if you had that bad experience, that's what they're going to remember. And so you want to make sure that you don't give that bad experience and because you won't see them again. Mm -hmm. 
Okay, I'm curious, what can cause bad experience in, in, in the event? You know, so like there's different bad experiences for in-person and on, online. So online, it could be that someone that their, tech, their technology is not working right. It could be that they're not seen or heard very well, that they're not doing things interactively and it is a bore, that they're not, that they're going, not starting on time, not following the schedule, not ending on time, going long. It could be that it, it was different than they had anticipated what the event would be in a negative way because, you know, it, it's truthfully the attendee thinks it's all about them. And that's how they should be made to be feel. But if all of a sudden it's just somebody talking about themselves, that isn't what they want to hear. They want to he they want something to help them. They want something to make them better. They want to get the free gifts. They want to learn so that they could improve. Whatever the purpose of the event is, if it all of a sudden is not that, you know, they're going to go, you know, I'm not going to go to that again. Um, in person, there's more things. It could be like even the temperature of the room. It could be bad food. I mean, I truthfully did not go to, now granted I'm an event professional snob, but I truthfully didn't go to this one event because I knew it was a monthly event. And I knew every time I'd go to the event, they'd serve the same banquet chicken every single time. And it was kind of like, you know, unless the speaker was super interesting that they were gonna have, I didn't wanna go have that banquet chicken over and over and over and they never changed it and so you want to have those surprises and those wows that that you know good stuff and when you don't when it's kind of like bad food when it's cold room when it's kind of like you don't know where to go and and you're kind of lost you know they're already not feeling that sense of belonging and so there's so many different ways that you can have a bad experience and you just want to make sure all those t's are crossed those i's are dotted because your whole purpose of your event will go down the drain if your attendees have that bad experience that is Awesome. That is so good. I never thought about it, you know, doing the same food over and over and over and over. <laughs> Why nobody told them? <laughs> Somebody speak up and give them feedback. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I, th I think, you know, because there's many different things that go in the event, I'm sure they worked out with the venue that this would be a cost, you know, economical, kind of like a good cost for them. But they failed to remember that, hey, you know, who wants to eat the same thing that isn't that remarkable to begin with over and over and over you know, again. Maybe they thought that there will be different people all the time and then they didn't think <laughs> about it that people actually, you know, will be the same. <laughs> that, but that's that's what you get. As you go, there's always, you know, breakdowns lead to breakthroughs, but you got to, you know, adjust and take the feedback and adjust. Right. Okay. So what influencers do you use to put together strategic events, plans, and experiences? Yeah, so, you know, I, I've had the opportunity, thankfully, to live in many different places and travel the world. And that has given me a, a wonderful perspective that there's a lot of wonderful, interesting cultures and different things out there. And I'd like to bring that into events. So everyone will, you know, I work with my client, what is their purpose? What kind of goals they want to achieve? And I bring forth ideas that work with that to help them achieve it. And, and I think when you bring in that kind of global 
and different culture kind of concepts, it could make it really interesting and not just your typical, you know, you, you want to make an event interesting and that's part of the experience. And that is one of the ways. But then I, I also, you know, I'm a kind of a results person. I, in my former career, I had to give profit and loss responsibility. I had to make things happen. And so events sometimes turn into a party. And that's great. It should be a celebration, but it should also accomplish and reach those goals. And so that, that kind of intermingling of how are we going to do this, but in a way that's celebratory and it's fun, you know, but we still know that we want to get these results. And so that I kind of put that, you know, kind of blend those two things together too. I like that. I remember, you know, going to Tony Robbins events, I feel like pretty much everybody will be known and I call it, it's a good dance party. <laughs> it is like a really, you, you dance so much and you're just like moving a lot throughout the events. You always want to go back, even though like you're not buying products or it just, I see people repeating over and over like years going to his events because it's fun and it's experience. It's fun. And what do we want? Fun. <laughs> everybody wants fun and joy and energy. Yes, and talk about energy. He is a great example of creating that great experience. You know, he has the music that's just pumping and that wants to make you dance. He has people getting up out of their seats and kind of participating and shouting and raising their hands. And it, it, it's, you know, you definitely will not be bored. Yeah. And, so once you, we go off the pandemic, definitely go just to check it out. Once you yeah. have never been, it's, it's not even, some people say, oh my God, it's a call. No, it's an awesome party. I call it just an awesome party. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. And, and anyone doing events should, you know, kind of treat themselves to going to the masters of events. And he would be one of those people. There's different, you know, he has different goals and purposes of his event, but what makes sense, you know, going to his event and seeing what he does, what makes then sense for you and the different goals. You don't want to be another him, but there's elements of it that may work for you. So you can take some concepts, you know, from that event and apply it to what, who you are and how you want to come across and excite your audience. And so it'll, it'll be possibly a different way of doing it, but it's a great example of someone who's a master at his game. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Well, do, do you have any other suggestions and ideas and just tell our, everybody who's listening or watching why they should throw on events? Yeah, so events have a power to them. And, you know, and that's why, Victoria, I'm sure you do events too. There's so many things that happen by having an event. So right away, your current customers and clients, they're, they, it keeps them engaged with you. And, you know, you, if you have an event, you got to invite them, keep those current clients or past clients all happy with you because they're, they're your best referral sources and they might do additional business with you. The other thing is that doing an event just makes great brand awareness, you know, so people are finding out about you that never heard about you before and that's building that no like and trust so that they want to do business with you. And if you, it, when you do an event, it builds it faster because they know a little bit more about why you're, what you're doing and they think it's really great that you're doing something. So the other thing, it 
it brings additional clients to you and you should build into the event, especially if your business, if your purpose is to do this, to grow your business, you can build it right into your event that you can generate income off your business. And there are some really, there's some high, uh, there's people that have strategically put together their event to 10 times their income by just having an event. And so, you know, and, and so it's talking to many instead of one on one. And so it's just really powerful. And so it's just remembering, you know, all those different elements and making sure when you build that event that you're covering each of them. And, you know, I always like to have it where to keep top of mind, and that's why the experiences, why I go into the experiences, they create memories. Um, but putting together, you know, some kind of branding element into it so that they have that and they think of you. And so that's what I'd like to include in, in most of my events. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Terry. That was so awesome and valuable. I love events. I'll say totally throw events, uh, do online events, live events. Maybe you can do now three, four people. It's worth it. It's all this exchange of energy and is the best like and trust and known factor. What are you having for us today? I know you have as a gift and uh, would you like to share how they can get in touch with you, our listeners? Yes, yes. The best way to keep in touch with me is to go to my website, which is eventfuladvantage.com. So the name of my company.com. And there I have a wealth of information for people. So first of all, you will be offered to get a business event experience checklist. And this will be for both in-person and online events. And then I have wonderful information in my blog too. Yes, definitely go and read it get the checklist and we will put information even though it's like here in the buttons or in the links and show notes. So definitely go and check it out. And thank you so much, Terry, for coming over and sharing your knowledge about events. Well, thank you so much, Victoria. It's been my pleasure. Thank you. Bye. And I'll see you in the next series. Okay. Sounds good, Victoria. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. If you love this podcast, please make sure to rate, subscribe, and review it. And of course, you can get in touch with me everywhere online at purposefulwithdoubleLday.com. And I can't wait to see you next time. Kisses! <laughs>